samtidig. It's Abs in a Six-Pack, broadcasting live from Tennessee. I'm from Tennessee, and I've been doing this for a long time. Joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Sir Ryan Bimrose of the Grumpy Old Ben's show and of the, what do you, you, you running like, what do you, what do you do, like you run like uh, the technical aspect well, of, of uh, the I'm, No Agenda I'm universe? The, the official No Agenda stream monkey. Um, I, I'm, I, or, or, you know, dude named Ben, if you prefer, but I'm, I'm the guy that, uh, whenever, uh, you know, whenever some, I pretty much, I'm the guy who, if, if a podcaster really wants their show to be heard by the no agenda community, I'm the one you have to bribe the gatekeeper. Yes. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gatekeeping. Exactly. Kind of like what Silicon Valley does, but I don't charge nearly as much and I don't show ads on your face. <laughs> Now, um, how did you miss out on the golden opportunity to just be dude named Bim? I I am the official dude named Bim of okay. the No Agenda Network. Okay. Uh, it's I I didn't really miss out on it. It's just uh, for some reason people keep saying the rose part anyway, and I you know I go with it. I don't judge. Well. Yeah, I mean, that's... I, <laughs> I, I keep telling people I don't judge. If Someday they're going to believe me. Yeah, if there's one thing I, uh, I've i come to understand about you, it's that you don't judge ever for any reason. Absolutely. Well, actually, <laughs> you know what? It, it, if I might uh, be a little bit serious, just briefly, don't worry, I'll get right back. It, that I've always hated when people are like, don't judge me! Because, of course, humans uh, have, you know, at least normal humans have brains. Brains are designed biologically to take a bunch of input and stimulus from the world and then make decisions based on it. Those decisions could be called judging. And what people really mean when they say that is, you know, don't 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 come to bad conclusions about me based on what I don't consider to be representative data or something like that. And I don't I don't judge people, but I absolutely judge actions. And if you do something stupid, I'm going to fucking tell you you did something stupid. I'm not going to say that you're stupid for it. Well, I might if you keep doing it, but <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it's always bugged me. And that's why I started saying I don't judge. It, it just bugs the hell out of me when people are like, well, stop judging me. I'm like, I unfortunately don't have the capability to not be human. Maybe you do. Maybe you could shut your brain off. Does YouTube help with that? <laughs> no, that's a good point. I guess you can't not. It's like, uh, so does that mean every time anybody's ever said um, that, like, I'm not, I'm not judging you, it's a lie? Yeah, they're fucking lying. Of yeah, because you, you do have to. Every, that's how the human mind well, okay, works, you're right. It is theoretically possible to not judge, and that is that if you are clinically brain dead and not capable of processing information as you get it, then you're pretty much by definition not judging and i know there are podcasters out there who are like that but i don't play any of them on the stream <laughs> i might or may not have gotten a message from one of them today when that they found out you were coming on <laughs> uh, oh really yeah <laughs> oh, I this. Read it. come on uh, come on out them uh Fucking no, I, docs I, that can't, shit. I can't i can't i can't do that but they uh there's like is this what was is this going to be a softball interview was the question i got and i was like yeah probably i don't know what like what hard balls do i have to throw um okay okay if if you don't want to it was not it was not congressional it was not briny of congressional dish 
I believe that. No, she's she's pretty awesome. I, I disagree with her on a lot of things, and I think that she spews a lot of logical fallacies that are pretty endemic to anybody whose entire existence lives on the left side of this political spectrum. But she's a very smart person, and I, I will tell you, I was a huge fan of her before 2016. And in 2016, there was a marked difference in her podcast because she suddenly got hardcore Trump derangement syndrome, and mm-hmm. it pretty much ruined her show for quite a while and she hasn't really come back i mean like the last couple episodes because i still i still go listen partly because i want to know if if she's still good for the stream and partly because i might hate myself but the last couple episodes she hasn't mentioned trump and that's a bonus but she's still very very hard in the uh you know here i'm gonna make a really good rational point and that's what i value is people who say what they you know who, who take and and I mean, believe it or not, I don't I don't just put shows that I like on the stream. Um, there's there's plenty of shows like Rare Encounter that I. I'm, but anyway, uh, <laughs> the thing is, if you take an input and you just decide to apply your bias and discard any rationality from it, that's not a good show. And every time that Brainy goes two or three episodes where she's doing really solid analysis, a la no agenda, which is really the criteria. Then every once in a while, there's like, oh, there's a really hard left turn where it just I, I, I just lost the train. Like, OK, you you're you're looking at all of these facts. You've identified the facts correctly. You've clearly done an amazing amount of research. And then with one line, you blurt out and it's all the Congress Republicans fault. When yeah. you know damn well that they're, they're like Congress is owned by the Democrats, anything Congress does is not the Republicans fault by definition. So you're sticking your bias in there and I'm sitting here going, OK, if I am turning this off because I can't listen to this idiocy, are people on the stream going to want this? And I don't know. OK, so maybe I am injecting my opinions. Well, she uh, Darren and I last time Darren was on this show, we I, I brought a bunch of briny clips just from one episode and. It was, yeah, the Trump hate was off the rails. And it was just, like you said, logical fallacy after logical fallacy. But she I, she I does the work, could, to use the old cliche, she does the work. She oh, she does. Pours through she, those bills. she is She's, one of the hardest working podcasters out there. And that yeah. I really respect that. And I tell you what, I would absolutely love to go out and get a beer with her because I think she'd be a kick in the pants. I think she'd be a lot of fun to talk to. I just don't think I... I Honestly, I'd love to talk politics to her because uh, contrary to a lot of the people who seem to get all lumped into the same, you know, far right wing category where I guess, you know, I, people keep judging me. Um, I really, really am desperate to have a logical, rational, political discussion with people. The problem is that I don't get that from a lot of the people on what I guess you would call the other side. And I don't know if it's because I intimidate people or because they, uh, you know, think that, oh, well, you know, the the divide is too much, or if everybody on that side of the political spectrum genuinely have abandoned logic and reason, which is a hard conclusion not to come to. But I don't want to go to that conclusion. I don't want to jettison half the people in the country because they are people and they are human and they are theoretically capable of thinking for themselves, even if they've abdicated that to whatever woke overlords they've come to. Right. Yeah. It, it's It's been hard, I guess, like not lately as much, but early on, just getting guests for abs in a six pack, like leftists and even 
like it, it was just hard to get anybody there's been a there's been a handful of them that have come on um that would describe themselves as on the left for sure and and they're like nice reasonable friendly people but yeah, it's really easy to who... get like anybody i've asked that's like a trump guy like a maga maga people are always down to come talk or have a debate and then it's like anybody on the left i guess they're not it, it just makes me think that they have no real faith or belief or backing for their ideas because they don't want to discuss them. And that's a generalization. And, and don't get but. me wrong. I, I, I hate stereotyping people because it like it's anathema to the you, you know, I, you know, my, my political philosophy, if you want to put it into uh, uh, one category is, is individuality above all else, individual choice, uh, be who you want to be, do what you want to do. And so categorizing people and stereotyping them is pretty much the exact opposite of that. It also happens to be the cornerstone, the, the core assumption of identity politics is and it, the core assumption of identity politics is, in fact, a logical fallacy. And that is that everybody can be dumped into into stereotyped groups. Um, I, I don't want to do that. But so if you OK, I live. I live in the greater Seattle area. Uh, it's it's on the left coast. I don't I call it the left coast for a reason. And that is that uh, a conservative around here is like fucking finding Sasquatch in the Arizona desert. It's really fucking rare. And no one's ever, you know, you know, people are like, no, I just shaved. I would never admit to that. Um, so you don't everybody I talk to locally generally will put themselves somewhere on the left. They certainly will all vote Democrat. And. I try not to uh, hold that against them. But at the same time, uh, there are a lot of people I'll still talk to that are perfectly rational people and then just have a, you know, like um, w one of my best friends uh, is he, he is one of the smartest people I know. He definitely got a lot farther than I ever did in the in the corporate tech world. And uh, the only thing that I find really, really vexing about him is that he is a self-described socialist who genuinely believes that if we erase all wealth and all just take on the Gene Roddenberry model of living, that we will honestly be better off. And I, I, I think he's completely flat dead wrong about that. But at the same time, we had a discussion and we came, you know, because he's a rational person, he and I came to a very solid a conclusion where you know what i am fine with letting him believe in and if, if he can get the resources together even try this socialist model where everybody joins a commune and is all kumbaya and and nobody has any money and and they're all happy about it I, i'm fine with that because he acknowledged my core point which is that's fine but i don't I don't believe in it and I don't want to be forced into it. And and that's, you know, my thought with even, you know, somebody wants to go out and say communism is good. I'm like, fine, you go do communism with the people that you want that, that want to do communism with. But leave me out of it and don't force me into your delusion and we can coexist perfectly fine. The The problem I have is with the authoritarians who are all uh, you're going to you know, we're going to all join a socialist utopia and you're coming with us. Well, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Consent's overrated, it's, especially in politics. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm uh, I I don't want to I don't want to monopolize everything. So I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to interview you. So uh, I hear you do a podcast. What's it called? Uh, it's called uh, the Happy Fun Time Go Go Nuts Party Dance Podcast. And okay. we stream one minute once a month. 
you, you say we, um, who, who exactly? Uh, so I, I went ahead and I listened to several of the more recent episodes and you got somebody named Barb's and somebody named Meep and somebody named, uh, Fletcher and Carolyn. Um, is, is that who you mean by we, do you do this all on your own? No, there's a, a guy named Noah that I do it with sometimes. There okay. wasn't. Is guy it not there. true hey. that you're actually schizophrenic and imagining oh. this person? Holy shit! Hey, 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 he's here. No! I'm, I'm, I'm here. See, he's I real. Exist. I told you he was real. I just have a messy life, my friend. <laughs> I told you he okay, was real. Now, I am. I am much more impressed now that you're capable of doing two voices at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a uh, ventriloquist part time. Yeah, and if we talk at the same time, it's because I'm talking out of yeah. two sides of my mouth at the same time. Oh, I figured it was just clever editing <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> like you you record it and then you go record the other track and you overlay them together. We'll do it live. So okay, uh, my understanding was that the the ABS was was the names of people, but uh, yes. if, if I'm not mistaken, Chris and Noah don't start with A, B, or S. These are our last names. Oh, uh, so Arnold no Beamer idea. Stevenson okay. and Stevenson hasn't contributed much other than album artwork lately, but it started off for the first, you know, 20, 30 episodes. Usually it was all three of us. Now, uh, okay. Life gets in the way. No, I mean, uh, Noah's got kids and Caleb yeah. had to move and I so got a kid that's on the way. You, so. Your quick left job to life's nose and, and, and push it back and, and you get your friend to kneel down behind you. You can like, Life on its back in the wet gutter, and you're like, screw you, I'm doing a podcast anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that's so that's the that's that's the that's the goal. You know. Okay. So uh you guys do this on a regular schedule? No. No. (laughs) You Wednesdays, just sometime on Wednesdays, usually how it goes, but even then that's not always the deal because uh doing like two episodes a week lately. Right. And sometimes they'll be back to back. You're on part of Pass Up Hog Story. But they're doing two week two, and they're like 100 episodes ahead of us. So Yeah, which means you're going to have to do three hours daily. I'm, I'm sure you're up for it. <laughs> it's just a, what is this, a podcast competition? <laughs> I, well, you know, it, it, a lot of people think that, uh, that we your episode number is, here. that your episode number is like your penis length, the more the better. Ooh, yeah. No, I'm we, totally we, we content try to, and satisfied with my penis length. <laughs> we try to do uh, yeah, but, quality over quantity, but some sometimes it works the other way around. You know, you never know. What, yeah, um, uh, you, you know what? If you can't do quality, then quantity is where it's at. And and Noah, the real question is: Is she satisfied with your penis length? Ooh, turn it around. That that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. I believe she is. Nice. Okay. Oh like, man, there's so many different directions I could go with this. Yeah, but I really don't want to take it there, man. <laughs> I, I feel like you need to. Yeah, you need to go find out and bring it back to the next show. Uh, Omar, you don't know what you're getting into, man. Like I said, my life is fucking messy, my friend. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you gave Booberry. You provide Booberry with one of the best ISOs of all time. <laughs> I've heard it Me? used in like four different podcasts by now. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> it it has to do with the fact that my mind moves a hell of a lot faster than my brain. So the part of my brain that comes up with ridiculous shit is operating at one speed. And then the part of my brain that can translate ridiculous shit into words is operating a lot slower. And you end up with eh, sometimes when it's shifting gears and doesn't quite catch up. 
Well, it sounds like a gross out noise. Like uh, this is this. These are my two favorite gross out noises I have now. Ugh. Ugh. It's up there with the Alex Jones gross out. But I, I think um, I think Sir Spencer said that that sound was you trying uh, to smoke a pack of cool menthols. Uh, it could happen. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't see myself smoking. Well, not cigarettes. I smoked cigarettes for a uh, secondhand for my first 19 years and it didn't really sit well with me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. making me giggle. That's the, that's the secondhand gross out noise. Okay. Um, now I, I, I asked about the abs part, but what about the six pack part? Well, it was kind is, of, is that, we uh we originally had like several other names we came up with and to our to our what's the right word chagrin to our lack of chagrin I don't know to our disappointment NPR had already done there was like the first maybe four podcast names we came up with I think three of them we found out later were already NPR podcasts like we had yeah turning the tables but, I mean, we had a couple other better ones than NPR yeah well. That's not hard to do. But uh, yeah, so we, we ended up just going like, well, nobody's this. Nobody's definitely have ever has ever had this uh, name of a podcast unless it's an exercising podcast, which didn't happen either. But well, yeah, no, so the, the original so the, idea was that we would we would drink a six pack while we were doing the podcast. But, right. You know, we can't always be drunk when we do podcasts. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> Wait, it got uh, whoa, out of whoa, hand whoa, whoa, once whoa, or twice for me. Where did that come from? Hold on. Citation needed. What? What do you mean you can't get drunk during the podcast? I said we can't always be drunk during the podcast. Sometimes we need to get high. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. I, wasn't, yeah, the, I wasn't sure if there was a foul there. No, but yeah, it's no, the, no, uh, of course not. It was like a double, what do you call it, a double entendre? So it's like abs and a six-pack, kind of the same idea, because it's like if someone has abs. And then uh, Cassie Rue is our friend, made our album art, which is... A guy with a really fat beer belly, but it, he's chiseled abs on the front of his beer belly, and he's holding a six-pack right. of beer. Yeah, right. let, let me tell you, that is one of the more disturbing things I've ever seen. So bravo to Cassie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it could have been a little – it was, it was a little too – was, yeah, it was good. It was cartoony. It could have been a lot nah, grosser. We could have made it. it. perfect. Yeah. And I, I, really I, usually, I usually don't look at album art, but unfortunately, once we started doing chapters, I had to download a podcast app so that I could see if the chapters were working in our show. And then I made the mistake of, okay, well, I'll just listen to other things using the app. I already got the app. Why not? It's an app. And, and you know, if you listen to Grumpy Old Benz, you know how I feel about apps. But um, then, unfortunately, now when a show comes up, I see it and I'm like, oh, God, I can't unsee that. So, um, I mean, bravo. It really depends on what the app is. Like, I like apps, uh, you know, like uh, some, what they, you know, you, you got like uh, tater tots sometimes, french fries. Uh, a nacho plate sometimes a good appetizer. Okay, what kind of apps are you talking about? <laughs> apps in a six pack. <laughs> apps in a six pack, absolutely. Yes. Uh, well, I I I thought I took the name uh completely serious, and so I did go out right before the show and invest in a six pack of beer. Good. So I should have done that. Drinking. I am. I'm currently no booze in the house so i would have to drive somewhere to do that so oh my god do we need to do we need to put this on pause no, i think we're good i i, I, I might have i don't mind have smoked on a number allegedly but uh <laughs> oh, okay so let me turn the interview back to you you can't interview oh. me anymore this is my show man what? man i had one more question and that was going to be uh, uh is is smoking on a podcast legal in tennessee 
No, that's why. Okay, then obviously you've never done about cigarettes. (laughs) That's why the the word allegedly comes in handy. Well, I can smoke just about anything I want here on the left coast. That's totally legal. So I I just have to ask. Not really. Heroin legal in Seattle now? It's actually federal. That's Oregon. Or federally illegal. Federally okay, illegal. Th- this is a place where they're All they're the establishing States. sanctuary cities where they said that that federal immigration laws don't even apply here. So oh, you geez. think that they care about federal weed laws? Uh, they care on the books right now. Currently, it's federally illegal. All across uh, recreational the weed. There is a my recreational point, my weed point store. is that we should make it legal completely everywhere. I absolutely agree with you on that. And uh, it, 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 I don't know. You, you might kick me off your show for finding this out, but um, I've actually never had weed in my life. I knew it. Uh, yeah, I was just I, talking about who was I talking? I said that to somebody the other day. I was like, pretty sure Boomrose has never been high. Who was I talking to? Well, I've been you high. Need a, uh, not on weed. No. Well, you, yeah. You need a good sativa, man. I, maybe I do. And the thing is that I'm I'm literally three blocks away from a store where I can walk in. Now, it, the, uh, the state taxes it up the asshole and you have to show ID because you have to be 21. And more importantly, these guys are really fucking hardcore about wearing a face diaper inside there. Um, so there's a lot of reasons not to go in. But I could go in there, plop some cash down on the counter and walk away with... Uh, any number of marijuana what? type products. It's, it is, like I said, state law in Washington state, it is completely legal for recreational use, which also means it's, it's 50% more expensive than anywhere else because it's so what, up the asshole. man? What, what a wasted but, blessing. But legal. What a wasted blessing. Right. It's, it's one of the only nice things about the left coast. Why? Well, you should try an edible I'm if you don't you like now. smoking. And I'm absolutely not going to implicate uh, anybody that I know for uh, maybe, you know, on account of we're over 40, maybe going down there and picking some some medicine up for the purpose of easing aches and pains. But uh, but that might happen. Let's just say I I hang out with uh, I hang out with people who definitely partake and I have no problem, as as you know, uh, as I pointed out, I don't judge. I just never had a reason to do it. Well, yeah. that's like that's that like somebody who's that, that's like somebody who's never gotten a blowjob saying like, "Well, I didn't try it because I never had a reason to try." To never give had it. a reason to try. I never. Uh, never you know what? If never if I never had had one, then I wouldn't. My my wife might be a lot happier if I'd never had one because then I wouldn't have a reason to keep pestering her about it. <laughs> So basically, that translates to you haven't tried it yet. What, a blowjob? No. That Please. is, frankly, between me and Dame Bemrose. <laughs> There's only so far I can go on this show. Oh, I thought before, you meant, have you uh, ever, tri- I, thought, I thought you meant, like, given one. You never given um, a blowjob, That is right? between me and Dame Bemrose. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Whoa. So you do a podcast. It's called Grumpy Old Bins and with Darren O'Neill, GrumpyOldBins.com, allegedly. And uh, you you guys, I've been, what episode are you up to now? I think I've caught at least the last uh, 100 episodes. Uh, Maybe missed a couple. Uh, I, you, I, I didn't I didn't call myself out for this, but we also do it twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. But we do it in the morning when it's actually quite inappropriate to be drunk for it. So uh, That doesn't I'm stop you sometimes, though. Yeah. I I try not to let it, but well, the, the one, thing is, you know, we 
when we do it in the morning, we, the morning is is at no agenda time, which I guess for you is actually noon. So it's technically afternoon. Right. Yeah, uh, for noon. me, that's nine in the morning. And so I'm like, roll out of bed, start Mr. Coffee, adjust the microphone and start talking. And get a cat. Oh, there's always a cat. Yeah. The cat is important. So is the robe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish I had the clip of Alex Jones saying like, man, when I'm sitting there in my underwear, it is awesome. It, it, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that I haven't been hit by a lot more Alex Jones drops. I expected that. Um, oh, I heard I, I heard on Grumpy you, Old Bins that you used the term incessant amount of Alex Jones drops. So I was like, I better not piss him off with that right off the bat. Do you, do you think you could? I, on on uh, Rare Encounter, right before this, I was listening, and they were talking about uh, that that you were going to use your your Alex Jones drops and make me rage quit the podcast. And I had to correct them. I'm like, no, I I don't rage quit things. I make other people rage quit. I'm a carrier. See, my goal here is to make you rage quit your own podcast. Ooh, man! If you can do that, that'd be impressive. <laughs> the only time I've I'm ever come on. close to rage quitting a podcast has been technical difficulties, just making me want to like blow my brains out. It's never been a guest or a co-host making me want to rage quit. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying. I'll, I'll work on it. All right. Or maybe I won't. So maybe, uh, maybe I'll just bother you by not. Oh, sorry. I was going to say uh, one thing I did want to talk about today is um, the climate and how we need to be better stewards of it. Because Earth Day is coming up on, uh, I believe it's April 22nd. Ugh. If I got that right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, I'm excited for uh, Dvorak has that the no agenda off day episode with just all all about climate change. And uh, actually, that that could be a lot of fun. I mean, I having listened to every no agenda show uh, since uh, when when did I start listening about show 100 something? Um, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard everything, but I'm totally going to listen to it because it's it's going to be. And then actually, here's here's the best part is you go find somebody who is totally on board with the, the climatard narrative and you make them listen to it, mm -hmm. like tie them down to it. Uh, Malcolm McDowell style, if you have to, like, now, like clockwork orange. Um, surprisingly, climate change, like man-made climate change is one of the few issues in the vast sea of issues that my friends disagree with me on, like not all of them, but you know, a chunk of them. climate change is like the one area that I've been able to convert people over to be in like, because when like it's, okay. I've, I've been able to uh, like people that just so like, kind of assumed like that it was a true thing. Why would you question it? What motivation would they have to lie? And then I present like all the evidence and, you know, I have a decent conversion rate of getting people away from climate alarmism. Well, the, uh, the 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 science doesn't hold up if you actually appeal to rational science and not the 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 religious wokeness that has has also taken on that term lately. Um, there there's there is all of the the scientific frauds that have been perpetrated on the people have a shelf life, and that is the amount of time that it takes to build up enough data and enough studies to really understand what's happening. And in every case, when in, in almost every case, when, when the mainstream and several politicians who, if, if you look 
at all deep into it, you start to realize that they have, uh, you know, they usually have some kind of financial motivation or, or you know, they got a, a skin in the game. And when they come out and say some statement that you know, they'll usually make it as unprovable as possible, but there's a, a shelf life. And the, the climate change narrative is now, uh, I mean, fuck it. It started with... Uh, I mean, it started with global cooling, but that was a little before my time. And then it changed to, to global warming and acid rain in the 90s. And and we're looking at 30 plus years of people who are are pushing this. And the I mean, it, it's become easier to keep the narrative going when when the people who are handing out grants to researchers are politically motivated and and we've definitely reached that point where where uh any any climate studies are now funded by governmental client climate institutes and the you know it it uh, people are always blown away when i suggest that that a a scientist could be biased i'm like do you think they're not human but you know scientists overwhelmingly come to the same conclusion as the person who wrote their grant want them to and this is not this is not necessarily because they're dishonest, but because they're humans and humans respond to incentives. And the people who write the grants are usually some government bureaucrat in a division where uh, if they don't if they aren't outright taking orders from somebody who is politically connected, then they're taking their orders from somebody who is taking their orders from somebody who's taking their orders from somebody who's politically connected. And, and I've been in, I've been in corporate life enough to know that when someone at the very top has a narrative they want to push, then all you do is you stop people from talking about anything that you don't want them to push and you push for everybody to, uh, you, you, you educate people. You, if you're in corporate America today, it's, it's, uh, a critical race theory, but back when I was, it was just straight diversity, which was a much tamer form. And when the people at the top have some agenda, then it is in everybody's financial interest because people want to keep their jobs when they have one to go ahead and go with the agenda. And if you go with an agenda long enough and you get enough people telling you what is what and, and, you know, here's, and then, I mean, you, you've seen the mainstream media repeat the lie enough and it becomes fact in somebody's mind. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, there's, there's just a plethora of different routes you can take to, debunk like the man mankind is destroying the earth but it's to me it's just a distraction from actual uh pollution actual you know dumping of toxic waste actual chemicals in the water and food and shit and when you're talking about carbon there yeah because like carbon we're carbon-based life forms so there there is actually some awful (laughs) shit that people are doing which is is harming humans. So we're not harming the planet. Nobody's harming the planet. The planet does not care. That's that that's like right. Like uh, George you know, George Carlin said, uh, when we're when this when the planet's done with us, uh, it'll shake humans off like a bad case of fleas. Like Earth's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, Earth does not care or doing anything to Earth. And and the thing is, no matter how much we fuck up the environment, we might succeed in screwing it up badly for humans and a few other species. But if we if we screw it up enough, then even in the case of a nuclear holocaust where we nuke every single city and then everyone else dies of fallout and the total number of humans go to zero, it'll take a thousand years and the Earth will be perfectly fine spinning along with a bunch of 
animals and plant life on it that isn't humans and won't even care won't even know in the in the galactic span of timelines it's just a blip nobody's going to notice so the the question is not oh what are we doing to the planet the question is what are we doing to people and uh you know when it comes down to that i am a lot less worried about putting carbon or or acid rain into the air than i am about putting shit like high fructose corn syrup into our food supply right and chemicals in the water that turn the frogs gay and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> they are turning. They are putting chemicals in the water to turn the freaking frogs gay. It's true. Fact he check. He called true. that twenty five years ago. Well, he's been <laughs> he's been true. right about everything except I can't say Sandy Hook because they'll sue me too. So, um, I'll go ahead and say it. I'll say it. you know what <laughs> you, you can cut this out, but he was fucking right about Sandy Hook. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But uh, anyway. Uh, I got a, I, I got a clip, uh, from 20 years ago, uh, almost to the month, I think. This is from 2001, Earth Day. All right, children, let's settle down. As you know, this coming Friday is Earth Day, and I'm pleased to announce that the National Earth Day Organization has chosen South Park as its location for the Earth Day Brainwashing Festival. <laughs> the heads of the Earth Day Brainwashing Organization are here to tell you all about it. Hello, children. Was that I know Gore? you're all very excited about having the Earth Day. <laughs> do, do what? I said, was that Al Gore? No, Al Gore uh, came around a couple years later with the man bear pig. Was he episode. busy in inventing the. No, no. If it was 2001, that, that'd be right after he tried to become president. So. Uh, right. Yeah. I'm super serial, you guys. Man bear pig. Well, that was Fauci. <laughs> I know you're all very excited about having the Earth Day Brainwashing Festival put on in your town. You care very much about the Earth, don't you? Yes. <laughs> I, I got some good ice. I, I had totally forgotten about this episode until I was going back and watching South Park the other day. There's some good ISOs oh in God. here. Classic so, South Park was good. I know. I, you know, it's true. I, I, yeah. Rip. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I, I don't know. I don't know which season it was, but at some point they got big enough that they realized that they had something to lose and a big target on their back from everybody who really you know wanted to get angry about that sort of thing. And they toned it down and there was just a chilling effect. But those early seasons when they just didn't care, they were like, nobody, you know, nobody's even going to notice us. And and what do you, you know? You OK, you sue us off the network. Then uh, what are we going to do? I guess we'll just post it to the Internet or something. They just didn't care. They didn't have enough to lose. And everybody was a target. And I don't mean everybody on the other side of their political motivations, because I happen to know what Parker and Stone they're I mean, the they're Mormon libertarians, which is a, a flavor of. And I agree with a lot of their politics, but that's not where they go with the show. With the show, they fucking make fun of everything, or at least they right. used to. Yeah, it's kind of changed around the time they introduced uh, PC Principle when the Caitlyn Jenner got Woman of the Year. That was around the time where they signaled in a very funny tongue-in-cheek way, but they signaled that the show was going to start being a lot less um, blatantly offensive. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, even, I, even up to like season they 16, they were really pushing – the limits now they're I like 24 no idea which season this was but the point where i i finally i don't know I, I i ended up well i had other things going on in my life so and i didn't have cable but um it was about the time when did they uh end up like they did the scientology episode and isaac hayes got so pissed off that they killed off chef yeah and, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah chef quit and then they brought or isaac hayes quit and then they 
the next season they had Chef come back and they turned him into like a pedophile and they just reused old recordings of Isaac Hayes. See, that shit was good. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened after that, but it was it was up until about then. Anyway. Well, a year, a year ago, I think it was last season, maybe they did a two part episode um, basically apologizing to Al Gore. And it turns out man, bear pigs real. That's that's when I was like, this is not good. What? This is going. This is turning. This is it's like yeah, a, I, I don't even. I don't even care if you are completely wrong. Al Gore does not deserve your apology. He has. Well, they still made him look like a total jackass. It's not like they were just making him look it, like a they, cool guy. He didn't need them for that. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah. Okay. So these are these are some ISOs from the 2001. You know it's true. Republicans are ruining the earth. Republicans are ruining the earth. <laughs> I almost want to send some of these to Dvorak for Earth Day. Nothing matters more than saving the planet from Republicans. <laughs> I, it, uh, it's it's hard to disagree with that logic. Yeah. Okay, one more, and then I'll and then I'll move on from okay. the South Park. Okay, hit me. Uh, excuse me. My daddy uh, is a geologist, and he says there actually isn't any concrete evidence of global warming. That's not true. Global warming is going to kill us all. The Republicans are responsible. Thank you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It seems legit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there there is not one shred of logic that I can disagree with in that statement. <laughs> the Republicans are responsible. I like the hand wave and the magic sound. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, so I, over the course of, of like several years, I've like kind of gotten some people, like I said, to like not be so climate alarmist and even be like, okay, like you break it down to them like this, like. What's the solution they're proposing? It's like less freedoms and more taxes. And uh, yeah, that that's the authoritarian <laughs> side. Right. And and it's like, yeah, who? where's that money go? Like and these are and, and these are usually people that are um, that are very already aware of how fiscally unresponsible the federal government is and how bad they are with money. So when you frame it like that, you're like, you really want the U.N. like deciding where all this money is going to that usually helps people but i don't know noah are do your what about like your parents because you're like we talked about before you're like super christian background do they believe in like climate change or man-made climate change? no they don't no because it's not very political at all they're they're authoritarian in a religious way right so i you know that and and that's also reprehensible in its own way but at this point you can just like pat him on the head and be like but you're religious and you don't matter anymore so it's okay please don't do that they'll probably get angry with you but you can you can <laughs> no, just imagine but- it if if they start spouting religious authoritarianism at them you just imagine you're doing that and you get a smile down there yeah you nod and you the hell smile and you say okay yeah <laughs> is that what you call turning the other cheek it may be my parents, I, you know, I honestly, okay, well, my, my dad, I don't think he cares anymore. He's not really, you know, alive. But uh, my mom, I honestly think she agrees with me. But the funny thing is every single time that I go off onto some kind of political rant, her eyes glaze over. And like, okay, yeah, they, I can't I can't talk to people. about it. Apparently, some people think that I'm, my opinions are a little bit intense. I don't know. I You come off. I, do they oh. have, do they, I mean, do they have, uh encampments around where you live the homeless encampments oh absolutely is that who you talk to the whole fucking city is no no my mom's in a better place she lives well, in no. hawaii oh well you said you said your opinions are intense so i'm imagining you going oh like from homeless camp um, to homeless camp been. telling people about your opinions 
Because they're very intense. I, I've tried that. Uh, uh, the, the one I yeah okay you're you're very clever I'll, I'll give you that intense oh my god I'm oh, sorry you know one place that uh, when when talking about uh, you know pollution and and fucking things up I I don't know about raising the entire global temperature of the Earth by a point oh oh one degree is is all that cause for an alarm but i'll give you one cause for an alarm and this was a story i read on no agenda social just today and it was by a doctor called shanna swan who claims that uh chemicals in our environment and unhealthy lifestyle practices in our modern world are disrupting our hormonal balance causing various degree of reproductive havoc including uh women uh, girls being born who are less fertile than generations before and men being born with shorter penises Ooh, this this is a real crisis yeah and the sperm count like isn't it like a third of what it should be in most yeah but adult that's, males? that's because of public schooling <laughs> it's not like something biological I uh, well, I mean, with, I figured the brain I, I, cell, you, low brain cell count, would be because of public schooling. You you've heard of toxic masculinity. Our our current system is completely designed to beat all masculinity out of people. Is there any doubt that Generation Z is going to, to be full of estrogen? Mm. That, yeah, I don't have any scientific no, basis. It's a soy that, boy meme. Yep. It, soy. Actually, it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This study. It. I. I. I'm not sure with. I've had beer, so I'm not. I'm gonna totally fuck up the pronunciation of this word. But for the the ladies, uh, a type of chemical, P H T H A L A T E, phthalates, 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 um, are used in plastic manufacturing and are found. They they make plastic more supple, and so it's found most often in uh, things like squeezable drink bottles, like the reusable sports bottles and stuff. Um. Apparently, these are seriously fucking with our hormones and they're they're causing people to not have reproductive hormones, which is reducing fertility. Uh, it, it I don't know the the story that I uh, read and the, the book, their study that she wrote or whichever it was, um, they they pointed out that this is actually a real crisis that that combined with uh, uh, things like, well, they, she didn't mention that we also have. Um, that we're all taking medical advice from a eugenicist and, and injecting his chemicals into our arms. But combined right. with that, there is a Cold real ass. problem where the, the human race is going to start reducing in population. We're going to have a, a real population crisis. Yeah. I mean, how much, so how much do you think of that as intentional as far as human fertility just plummeting? <clears throat> well, on the, on the part of a, uh, uh, a philanthropist who is uh, a eugenicist but doesn't mention it anymore. I think that's totally intentional. Right. Um, I, I I don't know the motivation for other people. I suspect that most of the people who are manufacturing plastics really don't think about it at all. In fact, they're just like, how much can we charge for this plastic bottle and how much can we make it non-recyclable so people keep having to buy new ones instead of recycling them? I, I, I mean, I think profit motive is a big thing. It's back in the news again that uh, Dr. Bill wants to spray a bunch of uh, essentially chemtrails in the atmosphere to block out the sun. I, uh, yeah, Horrific again, idea. <laughs> I thought I brought that to grumpy old Ben's like six months ago. Yeah, no, it's and it, that's 
it's an old news story that's been talked about for a long time, maybe even more than six months ago, but for some reason it's cropping up again in the news. Okay. Um, I don't know. I saw it in, in John C. Dvorak's newsletter, so it, it might be talked about on No Agenda, and I definitely like when they pick up topics because they do work that I would never do, like pulling clips. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think um, Dvorak, he said he met Bill Gates like a handful of times, right? more than i have i'm i'm not sure that i've uh i didn't hear him say that. he had some old bill gates stories but i'm i was just i'm thinking like maybe because he john acknowledges or dvorak acknowledges that bill gates is kind of like a creepy weird guy but he won't go as far as adam does <laughs> or as you just did and i want i'm just wondering if that's like a bias as uh that dvorak has that he wants to trust bill gates a little more than he should i don't know Possibly what, I, I, I don't know where I, Dvorak is, is, I'm sorry, am I cutting you off? I, no, we just Dvorak, both spoke at the same time. <laughs> oh, okay. So no, you're usually no, when you're that happens, man. it's because I'm interrupting people. No, we, we just both spoke at the same time. You're good, man. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to give you more ISOs. There you go. Uh, Dvorak is extremely careful with his words, and it, this comes from having been in uh, reputable uh, media where uh, you only write what you are absolutely certain of and can prove, and you don't put in anything that could possibly open you up to uh, accusations of fraud. And I respect that a lot about Dvorak, but uh, there are a lot of places where he arguably gets too careful with his words. And um, I, I mean, you don't have to go very far, even into uh, Bingit.io, the no agenda clip search engine to find clips of Bill Gates talking on stage at TEDx or wherever and talking about, we need to reduce the population of this plant. Like one of the best clips was uh, we need to reduce the population. There are too many people on this planet, but with the right application of vaccines, we can bring it down by several hundred thousand or, you know, several yeah. hundred million per decade or something like that. Yeah, he exactly. And we did a two part Bill Gates episode real early on. Noah and Caleb and I did. And yeah, we we broke down most of his TED talk and a bunch of other stuff. But then there's also like the I think they played it on No Agenda a while back. Like we're just taking genetically modified organisms and we stick them in a little kid's arms. We just shoot it right in their veins. <laughs> So I think the most obvious, and it, it, by the way, the, that Bill Gates is, is a eugenicist, that he has talked about population control being important, that he has worked toward it. These are all provable facts and nobody's going to get into any trouble. Now, what I'm about to say might be less provable, but I think no less true. And that is that Bill Gates is a Bond villain. <laughs> well, that's he definitely is, true. He is the... Mm-hmm. The dude stroking the white pussy and talking about world domination and the destruction of entire ways of life simply for the purpose of making sure that his needs go forward. Yeah. But so, yeah, you're, what you're saying is Dvorak's uh, Dvorak, even though he might believe that will never come out and say anything close. He, to he won't he won't mention it because Dvorak is he's he's one of the the reason why he keeps getting drummed out of and, and like he got shut down from uh, was it PC, PC magazine. Um, PC magazine uh, is because the the media no longer has room for somebody with a very strict 
sense of, of ethics and professionalism. Nowadays, all of these rags are just uh, a print whatever opinion fluff you want. And uh, if anybody calls you on it, then retract it and print something else that's similar the next day. And uh, I'm, I mean, Dvorak comes from the age of, uh, yeah, I went to, uh, I went to school at, at Washington State University, which is not known for very much, pretty much their animal husbandry program. And that's about it. But wait, I'm um, sorry, they their the, what? Their animal husbandry program? Yeah, you take that how you will. They're, they're, let's Are you just like say, marry a goat or something? It, it this is this is eastern washington they are very very rural lots of wheat and alfalfa fields i'm gonna let you just speculate on that uh, <laughs> but one thing that washington state university wow. does have and and might be known the best about is the edward r murrow school of communications because edward murrow who uh you know, my, I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, somebody who was paying attention to news in the 60s and 50s and 60s and 70s definitely know that name. Um, he was one of the people who was known as this rock solid person you can believe about everything that's going on. And he was the pinnacle of uh, of professionalism and integrity in the news. And he is exactly the kind of person that most of the people in the news today want to forget about because they don't want integrity or professionalism. They just want smear opinions. Um, Dvorak is an Edward R. Murrow type of journalist. And I really respect that. But, but what it means is that even if he believes that Bill Gates is the antichrist, uh, if he can't prove it, he's not going to say it. Right. The opposite approach of Alex or maybe Alex Jones does have the proof. But I remember like one day he just came on air and he's like, Oprah Winfrey is a pedophile. She bangs little girls. <laughs> but he never got oh sued for God. that. He never got sued for that. So it probably well, was true. Well, it would be it would be like a lot of work for him to get sued for every single statement that he makes about people. You know, he's just got like pictures. I love it when he pulls up pictures of Brian Stelter, or, or as the No Agenda guys call him, Brian Stelter. Stelter water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll just pull up pictures of Brian Stelter and it'll be like, I'm not saying he's a pedophile, but would you let him babysit your kids? And he'll like zoom in on Brian Stelter's face and then just compare it to like Jared Fogle, the subway guy side by side. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, oh my God. I mean, well, talk the about only way one of the worst marketing letters. I was going to say the only way he could get away with that is if, uh, you know, he just says for entertainment purposes only. But even then, man, that's close. Well, no, because he's saying well, I'm I mean, not saying he is a pedophile, but would you let him be like that? That's there's a yeah. that's illegal. You, I mean, you can you can't really get in trouble for that. But those, those the are Oprah what we call thing was words. pretty blatant. The Oprah thing was like, she is a pedophile on record. Uh, honestly, she works with I wouldn't Bill be that Gates. surprised if I wouldn't be that surprised if Alex had proof of it somewhere. Yeah, I think so, because I mean. Oprah was hanging around with Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, and Bill Gates all the time. He he, I, he has always been really, really good at digging the truth out of things. And I don't know, like, he doesn't present a hell of a lot of proof on his show, but it's always there if you care to go dig into the same sources he did. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if, like, like if Alex Jones had the kind, it was, was as fastidious about doing the kind of show notes that, say, Adam Curry does. Um, then the Jones would be the fucking Oracle. Yeah. I've actually called he, cause he used to like back in the day, he, he was like, he presented everything in a very straightforward bam, 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 bam. Here's where you can go find this citations everywhere. And lately, man, it's just, he gets on there and just gets drunk and starts ranting, which is way more entertaining, but it's not as useful if you're trying to discern 
<laughs> what his sources are and stuff. And and why haven't you got him on this show yet? Uh, I need to get with Sir Ducifer, who is the news director of Infowars. I, I'm trying as, to get a hold of Sir as, Ducifer to set that up. As the guy running the No Agenda stream, you know, we, you know, running the stream, the the decision of which shows to put on. One of, one of the very few hard rules that we've got is uh, we don't take shows that run advertising and it's it's really limiting so the funny thing is that putting abs in a six-pack on the no agenda stream is the closest that we will probably ever come to running alex jones <laughs> and so for that i i you know i absolutely appreciate when you do an entire sh- clip show of nothing but alex jones because i mean i it, as long as you're not trying to sell me boner pills i can put it up <laughs> i'll tell you this this is not gonna be boring boys and girls <laughs> this is not gonna be a time uh, to be sitting there thinking man a lot of stuff's not going on from here on out it is just gonna get insane <laughs> i'm not you happy not about this i'm not happy about this yeah no uh, you may not realize this i'm i'm actually a very boring person <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a that's your that's your cover it's like your yes your camouflage I, I have I have very strong opinions, but nobody wants to hear them, which makes me boring. Now I found your activism page. You're you're a you're a legalizedcocaine.org. That's you, right? I not that I'm willing to admit on on live radio. See well, me I, afterward I if you need hookup. All right. <laughs> it's I pledged my page, I pledged man. a donation. Um, we appreciate. Yeah. It. Oh, thank you. Doing the work. Oh, feeling my IPA. What you drinking on? I never did ask you. I am drinking uh, Living Daylight's Hazy IPA from a local brewery here called Scuttlebutt Brewing, um, <laughs> which Scuttlebutt. means that I am a pretentious fuck because I am drinking a microbrew. But I honestly, like microbrew. I can't. I can't handle Anheuser Busch or any of the. I, I can't. I can't handle generic American lager piss water. I, I never have been able to. Um, yeah, it's most back of it's in the day, I used good. to, I used to cold acid that shit and go all ciders and and foo foo shit, and uh, then I discovered microbrews and went, oh, you mean beer can taste good? Who knew? Cold acid. I'm drinking a cider injected with uh, fetal stem cell tissue. My God, you sound exactly like him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for Is your that courage. You, Bill Gates? That was just me trying to do a Bill Gates impression. Uh. The, the 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 well yeah so um i don't know i i guess that's all about i think that's about as deep as i wanted to go on earth day other than just to remind everybody that uh to recycle and um oh you know uh, what i do have one more of these is, is this the part where i go into why uh recycling is is pure virtue signaling that really doesn't uh doesn't affect the earth in any positive way whatsoever and even occasionally can harm it depending on your municipality <laughs> yes after this quick oh. message we okay. noticed your hybrid out front that's a v series right yeah that's right oh nice car but we're gonna have to get you into the bt series its emissions are actually cleaner wow so everyone here drives a hybrid huh Oh, of course. We're a little more progressive and ahead of the curve here in San Francisco. Um, Anyway, I'm sure you'll find it much better here. Yes, you'll find that San Francisco is pretty much more open-minded and grown up than the Midwest. Uh, 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 We're just a little bit more protective of our environment here in San Francisco. (laughs) 
<laughs> just love the, just love everybody that drives a hybrid farts and then just plunges their head all the way down in between their legs to smell their own farts. You know, you're triggering my PTSD because San Francisco really does smell like that. <laughs> well, that's why they got the poop map. It's, it's uh, I, you know, I haven't I haven't spent a lot of time outside of my local area because uh, honestly, fuck flying ever since 2001. Um, but I have been to California a couple times and San Francisco, a very pretty city. If you only look at the skyscrapers and above the ground at ground level, it is a total shithole. It smells like a sewer. It's a very pretty shitty. And I know it wasn't like that, but something happened in the last 10 years that then again, I, Seattle's not any better. So that's why I don't live in Seattle. <clears throat> I've do it. Yeah. So I've never so, been. Uh, yeah. Go, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've never been to Seattle. I just have seen like, just love the, I, all the I, crazy I videos you. that you see from downtown. Of crazy stuff going I, on. I envy you never being, having been to Seattle. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Alex Jones, you know when that dude, he chased that guy across the road that was like flipping him off and laughing on him? He's like, get over here, coward. I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like this dude like dumps coffee on him. And like after, after they were in Seattle live streaming for a while, Alex and his, Alex is like, this, this, like this, this place is like uh, some kind of demon, demon zone. They're, they're all like, they're all these people are dead in their eyes. Like they're, they've got no souls. And he's like, not even like kayfabe. He's just dead, deadpan serious. He's like, we had to get out of there. There's, <laughs> there's a dark energy there. There's a, a den of devils in Seattle. It's like, yeah, probably wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. It's uh, on on First Street North, um, near Seattle Center. I I've been there. I've walked by there. I, wait. Uh, so, it, it, <laughs> it's a physical place. Nice. Um, the ninth circle hell. So, yeah, you were gonna give it. You were gonna give us a bim rant on why recycling is just a pointless virtue signal. I'm no, I don't really have a bim rant on it. Uh, other than uh, it, if you do recycle, then pay uh, pay some attention. Like um, around here, we got a company. It's it's not the the Seattle. I'm not in Seattle, so it's not the Seattle municipal one, but. Um, it's a private company who does our trash pickup that's contracted by the city. So if you want trash pickup in this city, which you, I think you might be required by law, um, then you get to deal with this one monopoly. Um, but they're, they're at least run privately and they're pretty good. I've got no problems with them. Uh, however, they have a curbside recycling program, which again, mandated by the city. The city wants everybody to be green. So the city has said, you guys go forth and do your recycling program on the curbside. And it didn't take a hell of a lot of research to realize that what they're doing with their curbside recycling, because they're a small one city recycling program that doesn't have the, they like, they, they certainly don't have the volume to be able to do their own recycling facilities. So they contract out with another company to take the recycling and uh, the company that they used for a very long time was a Chinese company. But about four or five years ago, and, and what, what, the, what happened under the Chinese company was all of the recyclable materials, which you have very carefully sorted out, and not everybody is careful, which is probably one of the reasons they can't do this. Um, but they would take everything that can be recycled in all of the bins, we've got uh, you know, we've got the, the four different colored bins that we have to put out. And the bin, like one bin says paper on the side and one bin says, you know, food scraps and one bin says bottles and cans, which I'm not sure go together, but whatever. And 
you put everything out and you're very careful. Uh, each and every individual person has to sort their own recycle, put out the bins and they put them into separate compartments on the trash truck and they take them all off to the warehouse and then they mix them all together and dump them onto a container ship and set it off to China. And then someone in China would spend you know pay people a nickel a day to manually by hand sort it back out which is the sorting we were supposed to do but because as americans we all suck people would occasionally put a slice of pizza into the bottles and cans so of course they can't trust american sorting so they would put it all together ship it off to china and then china would pick out the aluminum and metal cans which generally will or or economical to recycle and and maybe certain types of glass but you'd have to do by color and then everything that they couldn't recycle which ended up being 60 percent of the shit that was sent over there they would just dump into a chinese landfill if you're lucky or if you're not lucky and you ended up having one of the even more uh irresponsible of the chinese they they dump it into a river and like you know, you know where the rivers go. The rivers in China all go out to the Pacific, which funny thing. Then you would have other environmentalists come out and be like, there's a huge garbage patch, all plastic out in the Pacific Ocean. And Americans need to stop using drinking straws because there's all this trash in the ocean. Well, the trash was dumped there like 95 percent of the trash in the Pacific came out of maybe 10 rivers in China and India where they have no regulations and no recycling. And people are like, I don't want this anymore. And they throw it in the river and it floats out to sea and becomes a garbage patch. And now we can't have fucking straws or plastic bags. We have to uh, up until Sir, COVID, we love we China very our... much. Please don't be too tough on them. We love China. Yeah. Up until COVID, we had to take our own fucking cloth bags to the grocery store. That, by the way, got dropped pretty <laughs> wait, much immediately. Wait, Everybody's like, to? oh, my God. Yeah, it was a it, city ordinance. They would not uh, plastic bags were straight up banned. Uh, grocery stores were not allowed to give you plastic bags. And yeah, they couldn't give you straws yet. They can you give gotta you paper get out of there, straws. man. What the hell are you still doing in that hellhole? And and you could get a paper bag if you forgot your cloth bag, but they were required to charge a minimum of 15 cents per bag. They couldn't even hand you a paper bag without tacking 15 cents on that. Again, was city ordinance. So, yeah, Don't you think that's a little so, much? Uh, does, does recycling help? Yeah, it makes people feel really good about spending a little bit of extra time putting their garbage together. Um, does it actually help the planet? Not sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, see, Booberry know what I was talking about—the smug clouds. Smug clouds, yes. The smug. <laughs> I love that the, term. That's great. Do it because it's that South Park episode where everybody gets so everybody that's driving hybrid cars gets so smug that smug clouds form, and like the smug cloud from George Clooney's acceptance speech. It's like, well, Hollywood kind of led the civil rights movement, and uh, you know, Hollywood's a lot more progressive than the rest of the country. So. Okay, was that enough BIM rent? That was a good BIM rent. That was good. Okay. I don't have my... I'm glad uh, I could help. That was good. I was hoping we could get... You just got rant. hit by a BIM rant. Is that you, Carolyn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's... There you BIM go. Thank you for your courage. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for your courage. There you go. There we, there we go. Um, uh, I, I've got a... Yeah. Oh, what do you got? Oh, I I got something. I, I, I brought I brought content. Herpes. And I know that... I know this show is not really the place for that, but I brought it anyway. Oh, good. Um, uh, I have a, a mask hole update. 
And this might be really weird because my understanding is that it, at least in Tennessee, there are some people who who understand the concept of freedom and aren't completely afraid of everything. Is that my understanding? Yeah, I mean, like, like do, do, I, do you guys I, do you guys have to put on a mask to go get in the shower? <laughs> uh, I don't even think they had. Really I don't even do think that. they did that in Nuremberg or whatever. Or, uh, you know, the the death camps. You didn't have to put a mask on to go into those showers. Maybe they should have. They might have lasted a little longer well, in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there are places in Seattle where you have to do that. But admittedly, they're they're communal showers. I don't. Nobody's putting a mask on to get in my shower here. <laughs> um, but uh, I went out, uh, and and this isn't really content for Grumpy Old Ben's because we kind of tried to switch over to tech only, and I don't regret the switch because it it, it has resulted in a hundred percent decline in Darren Oak rage quitting the show. But well, sometimes one, one just, to zero is still a it's a it's not hard to a hundred percent decline. Yeah, I guess you're right. The math <laughs> so adds <far>. up. <laughs> it does, and that's one thing I do is math. Um, I, my, my college degree, which I, I, I don't normally brag about having a college degree given the state of colleges today, but my college degree is in math. So if there's one thing in this world, I know how to do. Um, but, uh, I ventured out normally we're not really about venturing out as, as you are probably aware the number one recipient of, of, you know, absolute windfall for, having everybody having been stuck under government lockdowns is Amazon prime because Amazon is like, uh, well, you mean, you mean they want to kill all retail, local retail stores? Well, we'll take that money instead. So of course we're, you know, like everyone getting most of our goods delivered from one way or another. Um, but we needed some stuff that could only be got from local shops. And my wife was really super busy. And I said, well, I'll go ahead and go. By the way, I I am very lucky during this entire COVID bullshit. um, I think I have put a diaper on my face exactly twice. It's just not something I do. And and both times I did it under duress. One of them was when I was with my my aforementioned far leftist uh, friend who I respect a lot. And it was out of respect for him that we were heading into Walmart together. And I put a diaper on my face for the purpose of getting past the greeter without causing a scene. And then the moment we walked in, I pulled it off and put it in my pocket and he kept giving me glares. But fortunately I couldn't see them because he had a face diaper on. <laughs> um, but, uh, for the most part, not really a fan. And I have been lucky because, uh, my wife does not feel the same way that I do. And therefore she, uh, being the amazing lady that, uh, she is, um, she doesn't like wearing a diaper either, but is willing to do it for the purpose of, uh, you know, having groceries because there are still no stores around here. I I, I mean, first of all, our, our governor, Jay fucking Inslee still has the decree that says everybody at any time when you're indoors, period, you must be wearing a diaper. Okay. Um, You and Billy Bowes need a Jay fucking Inslee jingle. Indeed. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of us out here and we're all suffering. Billy, uh, phone boy, Billy bones, right. uh, Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, to make a short story long, I went out to run some errands while my wife was indisposed and it's the first time in a couple months. And so I wanted to find out and I decided to figure out, okay, can I run errands without putting a diaper on? And, um, I needed to visit five spa- five places. Um, and I will report that, uh, I was only unharassed in one of them. So four of them came and harassed me about my lack of a diaper on my face. And, 
Uh, one of them, I was able to get the goods through through charisma and obstinance. Uh, I was able to get the goods at four of them. One of them straight up would not just wasn't willing to let me walk out with them. Uh, the the five places were um, a, a food service place. I uh, think Costco, but a lot smaller, and they don't require you to track your information. Um, a a big box hardware warehouse, uh, a local beer tap house, which is where I acquired this tasty pale L. Um, a restaurant pickup and a marijuana shop. And, uh, of those five, Wait a one minute. that straight up, what you don't smoke weed, but you were pre, you were frequenting a marijuana shop. I'm not frequenting. That's but I you were said I was shopping. visiting, visiting. I was shopping there. Yeah. What? Just because I don't doesn't mean that I'm not surrounded by potheads. It is the left coast. Right. Okay. It's for your cats. I got you. Yes. My cats are geriatric. In fact, I've got one who's deaf and on his last legs, and it really helps him out to get those sweet CBD products. Uh, insert plug for Cal from Lander, Lavender Blossoms, whose products are uh, invaluable to our household. Shout out. Um, well, the pot shop is the one place I ended up walking away empty handed because in a traditional power play that had absolutely nothing to do with uh, safety or medical and everything to do with, we are not going to serve you period unless your ass is wearing a diaper. Um, they just straight wouldn't, they, they wouldn't let me in. They wouldn't do any transactions with me. They said, you can't even come in the door unless you were wearing a diaper. And I said, well, thank you for your courage and walked away. I am not going to do that. Um, yeah, I've stopped the, shopping uh, at places that require masks overall. I, I wanted to, but Jesus Christ, this is, uh, the, the, the food service place, um, I, I went in, I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew where it was in the store. So I went there, I grabbed my thing, I grabbed one, grabbed the other. I grabbed the last item, put it in the cart, turn around, start pushing the cart, and right in my way is some dipshit in the, the T-shirt, of the, the employee T-shirt, who's like, uh, do you have a mask you can put on? No. Uh, well, you, you need one in order to shop here. I said, well, I'm, I'm done shopping. I'm going to leave shortly. Well, you need one. I said, well, I, I have a medical exemption, which is, is supposed to be, and it used to be the magical incantation that says people will stop talking to you. But, but this guy, apparently he got wise to it. He's like, well, then, then if you can't wear a mask, you need to have a face shield. Like, well, do you have one I can use? The face shield thing. Yeah. Yeah, makes about as much sense like as that, like full, that that clear shielding they put on between you and the cash register at places. Is if that's yeah, going to do anything? Yeah, which by the way, by the way, every single register in the entire world around here has that shield. Like all of the cashiers are now in little minimum security bubbles. But um, well, those little shields, all they I, do, it seems like they'll spread more germs because to reach certain things, you have to get your face right up close to that, where the other person was just breathing onto that same glass. So it's like. That plastic. Yeah. Makes I, no I, sense. I did, yes, but but nothing about these so-called health orders makes any sense. So right. I, I'm past that. I'm past the the illogical the, the 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 complete lack of logic in the health orders. It's it's all about control. You know this. It is yeah. all about control and obedience and has nothing to do with health. People will say it's about health and they'll say it's because I'm afraid of some invisible flu virus. It's not. It, it's about control. It's about you must be obedient. That's why they wouldn't let me buy pot is because uh, they need me to be obedient. Well, the funny thing is, uh, it, you know, I asked, so I asked this guy, I'm like, okay, do you have a face shield? Cause my thought was if he goes off and goes in the back room and start digging around by the time he gets back with it, I can be in the, in the register lane and be able to get my, on my way out. Um, 
but he was having none of it. He's like, no, we don't have one. You just need one. Like, okay, well <laughs> then I, I guess I'm, I'm going to go. And, and that was enough. So I go, but I'm pushing my cart and I get up to the front and I can't see him anywhere. And I get into the line and the dude doing the line is like, Oh, how can I help you? And was perfectly fine. Didn't say a word. So I liked him, but the other guy was a douche. Um, the, like the beer place again, total power play. In fact, uh, in that one, he was not willing to ring me up, but I managed to distract him by putting, like, I went and grabbed the six packs and he, well, first thing he's like, give me a, give me a mask. I'll give you a mask. And I'm like, well, do you need me to wait inside? Well, if you can wait outside, that'd be great. Okay. And then he hands in, hands me a mask and I walk in right behind him. Nobody in the fucking place. So I go right up to the beer place. He's like, I really need you to put that mask on or I can't ring you up. I, yeah, I know I'm, I'm getting to it. And I grabbed two six packs and I put them on the table. He's like, I can't. And he's like standing way the fuck back, like 20 feet away, the other end of the bar. And I'm like, there's <laughs> a big ass bar between us. You're not going to get sick from me. But of course there wasn't a plastic shield on the bar. So of course he's scared to death for his life, whatever. And finally, you know, he's waiting for me. He's like, we really need to put that mask on me if you're going to be in here. I said, yeah, I, I know I'm, I'm working on it, but, but while I'm doing that, how much is this? And suddenly he went into retail mode and he's like, Oh, well, I think they're nine 95 each or something and two six packs. And so he's doing the ring up and I'm fumbling with the, the stupid little uh, surgical thing that he handed me, putting it near my face, but I'm not going to put the fucking thing on. And he's like, Oh, okay. The total is, is, you know, 1970 something. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm, okay. And I pulled my mask off and I can see he immediately horrified and I'm holding it in one hand. And in my other hand, I pull a 20 out of my wallet. I put the mask of the 20 down on the bar. I grab both six packs and I walk out. And he was so pissed. <laughs> we had a. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I thought I thought your story was wrapped. Go ahead. Oh, no, that was that was just the I, I've, I've got. I, I went to a restaurant pickup where they again hassled me, but they were willing. In this case, they, they brought it outside because I wasn't willing to wear a mask inside. They're like, well, we can't wait, but we'll just bring it out. Okay. Um, the one place that I will say really impressed by was uh, the hardware warehouse, uh, which was Lowe's. I don't know if you have any of those around there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lowe's. I went in and I went in, I grabbed what I wanted. I walked up to the front, probably a grand total of 60 yards worth of distance inside the store. Store wasn't packed, but there were people there. Um, I even walked by a dude, you know, the, the greeter dude in the, the customary blue tunic that says I'm completely useless here and making minimum wage. That guy, um, nobody said word one. And I really appreciate that. Talking about the, the so, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Costco guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck Costco. Costco was the first place that I completely gave up. Yeah. They, uh, they went downhill when the lockdown started. Yeah. Oh, I don't even have the clip anymore. Welcome to Costco. Oh. I love you. Welcome, Welcome to, to Costco. Costco. <laughs> oh, I just uh, got flipped off. I have a, I have two, I have a, let's see. Yeah. I had like a, a run in with a mask Karen at, at work. Um, She's coming in and she's like sees something at the liquor store. It's like one of the jobs I have is at a liquor store. And she sees like this sign that something was on sale, didn't get taken down. And so she was like timidly walks over to the register. This she couldn't have been more than like she's probably 25 to 35 in that range somewhere around there. We'll say 30. And she 30, yeah, she like leans 29. forward. Nice. <laughs> she like, she leans forward to set this and we, you know, we ring it up and we don't have to wear masks there at work. And um, 
nobody cares. So this is why I didn't ex- really understand what was going on at first. She's she gets all bent out of shape about like the bit not ringing up at the sale price. And we're like, we'll fix it. And she's like, well, I need to get out of here really quick because you guys aren't wearing masks. And we're like, oh, just be a second. And so and so I like I just I I, I audibly laughed at her when she said that. I just like went like, OK, nice. <laughs> and chuckled a little bit. And oh, then my she, God. That's that's grounds for arrest in Seattle. <laughs> she she uh, she was all hot and bothered. And she, um, you know, I, I just to like fuck with her a little bit when I got her change uh, out of the register, I like. I was like, I'm going yeah, to I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean as far away as I can while I hand you this. And I like lean back. I like just lean back, but like stick my arm out as close as I can. And I'm like stepping back just so I get like oh far away from me. she was not happy. She stormed out of there. In a oh, close. So you should have you should have just licked each coin. <laughs> uh, the John McAfee thing. I have a high immune system because I lick my boots. And then he was like, put out some video. He's like, some people would think I'm licking clean boots. Well, here you go. And he's like walking around in the dirt and then he just licks the both bottoms. of. I mean, you can say that, but, but I I mean, okay, this might make me old, but uh, seriously, uh, my, my parents were baby boomers. And when I was a kid, how did we build our immune system? We certainly didn't, you know, use alcohol wipes to scrub everything and put up big sheets of plexiglass in between everybody. No, when when I was a kid, I built my immune system by going and fucking playing in the mud outside and and like eating, eating berries directly off the vine and and generally doing things outside that normal humans used to do. And humanity didn't die out back in the day when we didn't have sheets of plexiglass everywhere and and gallons of of. Uh, alcohol hand spray every single time that you touch the doorknob. No, we just developed an immune system. And I, you know, I've made it this far. I trust my immune system. It seems to be doing all right by me, which is why I'm, you know, I'm not going to compromise it by denying myself oxygen and rebreathing my own bacteria. I mean, it's probably a wise move. Good for you. I'm I- proud of you, bud. Yeah, well, the problem is I need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> but yeah, no, the the mask that was like the only mask instance I've heard or I've I've experienced in a while. What about you, Noah? Have you had any mask run-ins? I've had some people uh, tell me to wear a mask at like a Costco specifically. Probably, I mean, that's probably the only place where they've told me like you need to wear a mask and you wear a, a face shield. I I usually use my epilepsy as a um, excuse to say if I wear a mask and I have a seizure and fall on the floor, then I could drown in my own blood and drool. So, yeah, I mean, that, that'll you know, probably that shut them up pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'd probably be like, like, okay, I'm now I'm pretty I sure my condition's more important or more uh, I, severe than your, your, flu. I want to see this. <laughs> what? Okay. And I, I'm sorry that that might not be nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I've you been do, told man. that it's I turn pretty, into a real uh, jerk when I'm drunk. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, it's not called, um, polite with good etiquette, old Ben's. No, that wouldn't make for as good of a show. (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm trying to, I I think they've kind of worked around. They've like the, uh, I have a condition thing has usually been working around here, but now I've noticed, um, at grocery stores, they're kind of trying to phase that out because they'll have signs that say like, or announcements over the loudspeaker too. Like if you are unable to wear a mask, um, please consider our, um, 
roadside pickup service so that you yeah, like, don't have to go in the store. If you're disabled, you are no yeah. longer allowed to be a normal part of society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you, you know, if you have any kind of uh, a disability, then rather than integrate you into our society like we used to try to do and, and accommodate you, instead, we're going to completely ostracize you. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah that's, it goes right that's back to right. the. It's like that's what, what would be a good term for that? Like uh, social eugenics. Eugenics. Like so, yeah, social social eugenics. Yeah, where it's like basically like we can't just we can't just kill that guy in a wheelchair. So let's just make him not able to do anything at all. Cuomo death camps. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Cuomo? I, I feel like he's going to be fine. He's just going to stay in. You know, I, I thought he was going to shrug it off because he was connected, but it looks like enough people are, are jettisoning and pulling the chains. I think Cuomo's out, but he's uh, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with uh, the folks on No Agenda. He is going to be out because of the uh, the the sexual being a sexual predator, because in America, if you're a lizard person, you can come back from that. Um, and the thing is, being a sexual predator and getting him out means everybody's going to completely forget about sending 10,000 people to their deaths. And, right. uh, and and then he'll come back and he'll be back in politics in five, eight years. But I think he's out for now. I think, you know, they're probably going to elevate somebody, you know, somebody much better like de Blasio or some other douchebag who, oh, you know, make us think, oh, God, I wish we had Cuomo back. De Blasio. <laughs> Uh man, that I played it like at an episode or two ago. But those those arc those like fake or maybe they were real. I don't know arguments that the Cuomo brothers would get in on CNN. It's like you disrespected Ma. You were always out oh, past curfew. <laughs> it's like that was I just so got off on the phone with her and uh, she said you're her second favorite son. It's like what I the remember fuck am when, I watching. When- I remember when No Agenda brought that a few months ago, and I that was cringe of the week. That was that was so cringeworthy. Like I, I whoever write whoever wrote this garbage needs to be just taken out and be like, okay, we we understand that you need this job, but we need you to not be here. Goodbye. And it happened like multiple times too. It was like they kept doing sequels to that. So weird. Okay. Well, I yeah, I mean here on the left coast, we've we've got our own our own slate of assholes. Like, uh, you know, even if you get past Jay fucking Inslee, who, uh, I never thought much about cause he didn't do too much. I mean, he was trying to fuck over our constitutional rights for the last eight years, but, but you expect that from a Democrat, but, um, the, the real clown that, uh, I was worried about was a guy by the name of Bob Ferguson. We call him sideshow Bob. Uh, who was elected to be the attorney general of Washington. And I think uh, only once in his entire four years in office, did he ever do anything on behalf of the people of Washington. And most of what he did was shit like, uh, you know, suing national corporations because they're polluting or for climate change or uh, pretty much entire virtual signaling with the idea of pushing his own personal uh, his own personal political career. And th- remember that name when, um, 
I want to say probably 2024 when Jay fucking Inslee finally retires, uh, we're going to get somebody named Bob Ferguson, who is uh, the left coast version of, of de Blasio. He's, he's the guy who will make you want the old guy back because he's so much worse. Oh, geez. Or don't remember. Is that, that's not a bad tactic to do, I guess. Just like keep, keep, (laughs) keep making the, I guess, I guess that's the Biden, um, Thing to like Obama and Bush and Clinton back then. It's like same idea you do with governors, just make each one worse than the last, and then everybody's nostalgic oh, yeah. for the one before, and you just repeat, yeah, rinse, yeah, nobody, repeat until no, like your country is destroyed. And then, you know, a lot of people hated Obama's politics, but nobody was going to assassinate him because they knew Biden would be next. And for the same reason, you know, every single conservative who's like, man, Biden sucks, but but we'd rather have him there than than have him leave office because Harris is next. Right. Man. <clears throat> Patriot J or somebody uh, put together yeah, a laughing yeah. compilation of Kamala just going. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like five minutes long, just <laughs> in every interview. And then like she did that same. She did that the other day when she, they they were like there was that uh, Florida shooting and she and the reporters like, are you going to go to Florida and uh, to, or whatever? And Kamala, <laughs> they're like, are you going to go to Florida and show your support? Something like that. And Kamala goes, not yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what was funny about that? Jesus. <laughs> God. Well, did you hear that one uh, like last week when uh, they she's like, uh, well, I, I've got to I've got to be in Colorado Springs for something. <laughs> I don't know. Like like she knew. That is weird. Uh, yeah, that's actually I, I might really have also totally made that up. But but it's a great conspiracy theory. If that's if that's I mean, I'd like to see that because that's that's super weird. It wouldn't be the first time some some uh, pre-programming slipped out like that. Yeah, no shit. Pretty well, crazy. You know, if 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 we had the ability in mass, you know, the, the people ask how how do we get past this covid thing? And the trick is we need the ability in mass to just say we're done with this. And I, I am so heartened that, that people, at least in the, in the red States and the flyover States are starting to be like, yeah, I, I know that you're cranking up the fear. And I know that you're saying that we're going to need special permission to celebrate 4th of July, which, which by the way, if you're, if you're looking to Biden for permission to celebrate 4th of July, you really don't understand the word independence, but whatever. Uh, right. I, I'm, very heartened to see that people are starting to say, no, we're just going to go back to normal because uh, you're spouting lies. The problem is that I live somewhere that um, there's no fucking way in, in, in like the next four years, the next political shift before any of the lockdowns that I'm here are going to be lifted here on the left coast. And I, I don't know how, how is how are land prices in Tennessee? Uh, no, you might know a little bit more that about that than me because you were looking at doing real estate stuff for a little bit. I don't know. It was a rhetorical question. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure about what the land prices are. I don't know. This this house that I'm in 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 the greater Seattle area, I'm sitting in a house on twenty twenty eight hundred. No. 8,800 square feet is the size of my lot, which is we're in the city. Um, so it's not a huge lot and it's, it's mostly slopes. So not particularly usable, not a lot of buildable land, but 
that plus the house that I'm in, probably close to a half a million. And I feel like I could get a county somewhere out in Texas or or the South for that much money. And it's the reason, for example, that so many Californians are moving out there because the difference in housing prices is insane. Yeah, it really depends on what part of Tennessee you're into. Like, there's like bumfuck nowhere areas where you could get a shit ton of land for real cheap. And then there's, you know, there's still and they find out that you're from the left coast and they're like, ah, it's a real pretty mouth you got there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it's there's people from all over here. Um, It's like uh, a lot of people move from Ohio to here, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've, you know Flor- I've always been super anti-Florida, like just hated everything about Florida. Just other than the Florida man stories, the superhero Florida man. I, but like I, Florida, the, DeSantis, Ron DeSantis or whatever his name yeah. is. Florida is looking exactly better one better. thing. Uh, there is one thing about Florida that I really like, but I really like it. And that's Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It's Florida is looking like a good move more and more. And same with the. Is it is it yeah. South Dakota or North Dakota? Where uh, what's your name? Uh, South Dakota is the one with Christy Noem, who is the oh only my. governor who never locked anything down. Yeah, she's cool. And again, I respect that a lot. I mean, it's South Dakota, so I don't know if I want to live there per se, but I really respect their governor. How big? How many people? Leave? What's the look that up? What's the population of South Dakota? I don't know. I think it's less than the size of the population of my neighborhood. Probably. That's what I was thinking. It's got to be tiny. Oh, yeah. There's not even a million know. people. It's yeah, 884,659. Okay, yeah. So that's uh, it's about the population of my county. <laughs> and my and my county isn't even the one with Seattle in it. Uh, <clears throat> What's the... how South Dakota north enough to be like the... Oh, yeah, don't you know? Like the... Um, the far, you know, oh, the probably. movie Fargo, like everybody talks like that. W- would you believe that they're south of where I live? I guess it is South Dakota. That makes sense. I, I mean, well, okay. Uh, one, one of my favorite things, uh, uh, bits of geography that I like pulling out, especially when some asshole Canadian is like, we live in the Great White North, eh? And <laughs> hey, buddy. I'm like, you know, you that, that uh, 75% of Canadians live south of me. And it's because, you know, uh, that many Canadians all live in in southern Ontario, which is actually quite a bit farther south. And I'm only an hour from the from Vancouver. I'm looking at a map of the United States right now. Learning things. Yeah, things things to be learned. Uh, So wait a minute. Progo says. Progo says, I've always hated California even before it was cool. I hated California even before it was California, because I tell you what, here's here's the thing about Californians is that before Californians were a plague of locusts descending on all of the middle, the Midwest states, Californians Mm -hmm. 25 years ago were a plague of fucking locusts descending on Oregon and Washington and the Seattle area. So the reason why, you know, we used to be. A blue collar town of 250,000 and the way the way that Seattle area turned into the leftist shithole progressive dirty homeless camp that it is is a plague of Californians over 20 years all came up here and brought their politics and 
all of us, you know, I am, I've been in Washington state for 43 years now. And, uh, I, I you know, I'm in the minority. Uh, I, when I was young, that I'm what Washington was like. We were a frontier state and now it's all fucking Californians and the place is poison. And that's why I want to get out. So where, so you're, is, have you seriously considered anywhere? Well, uh, there are a number of reasons why it's going to be very difficult to get out of this location, but if I can get out, then, uh, I don't know. Um, my wife knows a lot of people in Eastern Texas, uh, mostly, uh, well, mostly Houston and DFW. I don't know if that counts as Eastern or not. Um, I don't necessarily want to live in either of those areas, but, uh, there's, there's a lot of Texas. Um, I haven't seriously considered a lot of other places, but, uh, I have thought about, boy, it sure would be nice to go anywhere. You know, first, I'm, I'm never going to consider some, somewhere be like, well, the political climate right now is perfect and therefore I'll decide to move there because of course political climates change. But indications like, uh, whether or not the local culture enforced a culture of everybody being scared little bitches who wanted to wear ineffective masks to keep them safe from a virus or if they just went, okay, well, we'll put up with this because it seems to be a thing going on. But as soon as they realized it wasn't a problem, we, you know, that's a cultural thing. And I want to move to a place that has a culture that says, yeah, we're, I, I want, I want a place that has a culture of, of individuality and, and, and self reliance and a place where people like rely on themselves and each other and don't just look to the government for everything. And the left coast isn't it anymore. Uh, well, anywhere's better than Canada. Yeah, it doesn't take much. Actually, I'd love to go to Alaska, but the, there's there's a lot of logistical concerns about that. I've been tr- I've been trying to get the meme going. I've been like in the troll rooms of certain podcasts or on No Agenda Social, just trying to get the hype back up to nuke Canada. I think it's they're overdue for a good <laughs> nuking. You know, we re- we still owe them for the War of eighteen twelve. Yeah. And it's just like, man, they're just asking for it. Have you ever talked to a Canadian, looked at a Canadian? Uh, yes. Everything about them is just I, begging to be nuked off the face of the earth. But, well, actually, I don't I don't know if you can consider people from Vancouver to be Canadian. But um, like I said, I live within I, I consider, an hour of the northern border. I consider, and I know I, I, met I consider plenty of people, people that live in like uh, anywhere north of Ohio Canadian. So you're Canadian. Well, I tell you what, and, yes. and I, I think there's a lot of Canadians out there that will back me up with this. If if we are going to be putting Canadians up against the firing line, hypothetically, because I'm going to Dvorak this and not actually promote political violence. But well, it doesn't have to be, be political. It just can be regular violence. OK, that's fine. <laughs> if we're going to be putting Canadians up against the firing line, though, I say that we start with a particular one in Ottawa. And then see if anything changes and we move out from there. Oh, well, now it's political violence. No, no, I'm just, I, you have to pick somewhere on the map to start. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, what's like the, now I got, let me shut down the U.S. map and look at a Canadian map. Map of Canada, buddy. Hey, it's a map of Canada, guy. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. 
What was a? I I loved South Park bigger, longer, uncut. The the one there was one line in one of the songs in that musical that was like uh, you know, talking Canada. about Canada is like with with yeah blame it was blame Canada with with their beady little eyes and floppy heads all full of lies. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh the, the way they animated it looked like that. Don't worry, don't yeah. worry, darling. The way Canadian. they animated it, where all the Canadians had the heads that com- came completely off when they talked. Yeah, the, all the all the Canadians have just a. F- like beady eyes and a flopping head. The top of their head is not connected to the bottom. Yeah. Uh, love that. The beady eyed Canuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm no South I'm looking was way this whole I'm looking at a map of Canada now and the whole thing is pretty ripe for nuking. I don't know. There's a hell of a lot of northern Canada where like you could throw a hundred nukes out there. And there might be a couple of elk and maybe one bear that notices like, hey, what the fuck? And then there are no humans within 300 miles to give a shit. Because here's the here's the creepiest thing about Canada is that all of their population is crouched right on the border, looking across the border and envying us Americans. Wait. The North Pole is part of Canada. Uh, the North Pole's in the Arctic Ocean. Oh, North Magnetic Pole. So it's not oh, the yeah, true no, North that, Pole. That one dances around. Uh, I, this is not a conspiracy theory I've dug into too much, but apparently the, well, it's not a conspiracy theory that the poles swap, but apparently it's happening now. And that's why the, the Magnetic Pole has been moving by like 50 miles a year in the last few years. And uh, and if it does that, it's going to completely fuck up all GPS everywhere, which is kind of going to be entertaining. But at the same time, we're going to have an Apple Maps thing all over again where everybody's everybody's GPS is telling them to drive down boat ramps and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's going to throw a monkey wrench in uh, the self-driving car shit, too. Uh, OK, how do you end your shows usually? Um, I just heard you yawn on your own show, and that that means that what is it like midnight in the sewer? <laughs> we got half an hour till Nick the Rat starts. Probably wrap it up here in in about ten minutes if that's cool. All right. Um, I'll just ask. I'm just I'm looking at a map of Canada, yet, um, and Quebec, and none of, none of it, none of it, none of it. Yeah, yeah, they. That's is that how you say that? That that was how they. I'm pretty sure how they named it was. They're like, uh, so whose is this? Well, I want none of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I, I would say Quebec and none of it are the ones you'd want to nuke. I was thinking about Nova Scotia, but I don't see it on the map. I just yeah. remember South Park. It's like you know, the, the the tiny mushroom people of Nova Scotia, and they're like the little <laughs> tiny midgets with mushroom I, heads. But I mean, okay, so none of it has three people in it. So what? Which one of them are you going to nuke? And then uh, Quebec has like, I mean, they've got a ton of places with with lots of of uh, people in them, but they're all right against the south border. And I mean, you're going to catch some of New York and and New England, and actually, that might be worth it. But yeah, well, I should stop before I before I piss off everybody in the country. Besides, <laughs> my wife just brought me dinner, which is probably good after having put down a couple beers. Nice. Well, then, like, uh, let's let's go ahead and um, get out of here, then, man. Okay. We got a we we got a day. Uh, sh- should I link your uh, no agenda social in the in the show notes of the episode? Or are you trying to be on the DL? 
I'm not, I, I, it's going to be real hard amongst the no agenda community to not, to, to hide who I am. I'm Sir Pemrose at no agenda social. It's pretty difficult to figure <laughs> that one out. And people can hear more of your beautiful um, voice on the grumpy and as long old as bench. You don't pull it, as long pull. as you don't pull a Darren O'Neill and give out my personal email address on the show, I think we're okay. I don't have that to give out, but if you give it to me, I'll give it out happily. Neither did he, and he guessed it, and he's like, "So your address is?" And I'm like, yeah, "Well, then wait really a minute. That's this, right? Well, you do have your your show email. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. not the one he gave out. <laughs> well, it's kind of on right. you then if you'd made it that easy to guess. Uh, maybe it is, or maybe I was just stupid to own my own domain that that happens to have my last name in it. Who knew? Oh yeah. Well. Uh, well, worse mistakes have been made. Have you had anybody so, uh, harassing you because of that email getting leaked? Yeah, I get spam all the time. Oh wait, no. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> what I need is I need I need the Dvorak service where I get no spam. Oh yeah, but uh, then you miss all okay. your real email too. But yeah, um, thanks for so, thanks for chitting and chatting. Everybody, I hope everybody checks uh, out Grumpy Old Bins if they have, and I'm sure most you. people listening have. Thank you, and and thank you, Noah. I I, I now have some <laughs> evidence that you exist. Yeah, but not much evidence. I don't know when he dropped out, sure. but he dropped out a little bit ago. Oh, is he gone? Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> I was like, Noah got really quiet, and then he was gone. Uh, just to oh, la- one last public uh, service announcement, I need to re- remind everybody that uh, for the time being, this is still a value for nothing podcast. Uh, for now, we currently operate on the value for value, a value for V4N model. What is that? Value for nothing. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got it. No ads, no paywalls, and we don't accept donations. So, um, yeah, I guess that's that's really all the business side of things. And uh, okay, and uh, well, that's thanks, why when thank- when when I wanted to give value back, I had to come on your show. Yeah, yeah. And, and I uh, recommend anybody who listens to this show do exactly that. Yes, we will. We'd love to have you, but especially oh, and, if your name is unless, Alex Jones, unless uh, you have a bad mic because I'm tired of CSB going guest mic sound no good. I, See, dude, yeah, CSB, you know what? It, every time I do an episode, he asks me again today. He's like, "Will you mention me on show? Mention me on show, and then send me clips so I can <laughs> tweet it out, tweet it out." It's like so I can. CSB share. is awesome. He <laughs> CSB is awesome. He gets off on being mentioned on every show. Mention me on show, please. And, and he's just—I mean—he's just provocative enough that he gets the mention. <laughs> uh, yeah. I will say, uh, if if you do feel like donating to grumpy old Benz, we are very very close to the sir Pemrose microphone fund and uh it will bring me that much getting a new microphone will bring me that much closer to sounding like darren o'neill instead of sounding like uh a bill gates wannabe i'll be right back i gotta go apply my burn lotion to my junk Uh, All right. Thanks, Bim Rose. It's been a it's been a it's been a fun hang and uh, glad glad you took the time. Enjoy your dinner. This was a thing. Thank you. (laughs) Take it easy. Everybody enjoy your enjoy your Nick the Rat in 30 minutes. If you're listening live, Nick the Rat will be live from the Super. Which which means if it's 30 minutes away, it's right about time for him to start the chase. Woohoo. Take it easy, everybody. Uh, excuse me? My daddy is a geologist, and he says there actually isn't any concrete evidence of global warming. That's not true. Global warming is going to kill us all. The Republicans are responsible. Thank you. You know it's true. Republicans are ruining the Earth. Republicans are ruining the Earth. 
Nothing matters more than saving the planet from Republicans. With an eye on America and all of today's events, it's South Park Evening News with Tom Puslicker. Peril, crisis, and fear tonight as what appears to be a massive flood has overtaken the town of Beaverton, Colorado, home of the world's largest beaver dam. Earlier today, a break in the beaver dam which protected the town broke open, trapping people in their houses and destroying their lives. Tom, I'm currently 10 miles outside of Beaverton, unable to get inside the town proper. We do not have any reports of fatalities yet, but we believe that the death toll may be in the hundreds of millions. Beaverton has only a population of about 8,000, Tom, so this would be quite devastating. Any word on how the survivors in the town are doing, Mitch? We're not sure what exactly is going on inside the town of Beaverton, uh, Tom, but we're reporting that there's looting, raping, and yes, even acts of cannibalism. My God, you've, you've actually seen people looting, raping, and eating each other. No, no, we haven't actually seen it, Tom. We're just reporting it. At first, nobody knew what caused the dam to break. But now, shocking new evidence has indicated that the flood in Beaverton was caused by global warming. appears that all rumors of global warming were true. We were warned this would happen, and we didn't listen. We didn't listen! All the top Colorado geologists have gathered at the governor's office for an emergency meeting. Ladies and gentlemen, if global warming has in fact already caused the Beaverton flood, then this is only the beginning. The effects are going to spread. What we are looking at is a global warming catastrophe the likes of which we've never seen. Excuse me, sir, but when? When is this going to happen? My colleagues in the scientific community are still running tests, but we believe it may happen the day after tomorrow. Excuse me. I'm sure we're all very impressed with your wild theories, Dr. Marsh. But the fact is, no statistical proof has ever been confirmed that global warming exists. Are you suggesting we shut down the economy? With all due respect, cliché dissenting Republican, the economy isn't going to matter the day after tomorrow. Listen! Listen! We finished running the tests! Global warming is going to strike two days before the day after tomorrow. Oh my god. That's today. the flood wasn't caused by global warming? I, I mean, the water was held back by a giant beaver dam, after all. No, Stan, I'm afraid us adults just let you children down. We didn't take care of our Earth, and now you've inherited our problems. We didn't listen! We, we didn't listen! This is a Fox News update. Global warming disaster. 
global warming appears to have struck as predicted in the Colorado Rockies. All around the country, panic and chaos are settling in. Tom, I'm standing just outside of Chicago where the panic of global warming has already caused countless deaths. Already we're reporting that the death toll here in Chicago is over 600 billion people. Listen, listen everyone. Nobody can leave this building. But we need supplies, food, silicone. You go outside and you'll die. By now the global warming has shifted the climate, bringing on a new ice age. Within the hour, the temperature outside will fall to over 70 million degrees below zero. Jesus. Hey there, Richard. Oh, hey, Gerald. New car? Yeah, it's a hybrid. I just... I just couldn't sit back and be a part of destroying the Earth anymore. Well, good for you. Oh, thanks. You know... The emissions from a vehicle like yours causes irreparable damage to the ozone. I drive a hybrid. It's much better for the environment. Thanks. Hey, is that a hybrid? Oh, yes. You've got one, too, I see. Yeah, I like to be a part of the solution and not part of the problem. Well, anyway, good for you. Thanks. We noticed your hybrid out front. That's a V-Series, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, nice car, but we're going to have to get you into the BT series. Its emissions are actually cleaner. Wow, so everyone here drives a hybrid, huh? Oh, of course. We're a little more progressive and ahead of the curve here in San Francisco. Um, anyway, I'm sure you'll find it much better here. Yes, you'll find that San Francisco is pretty much more open-minded and grown-up than the Midwest. Uh, 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 we're just a little bit more protective of our environment here in San Francisco. Hey, students, we have a very special guest speaker today. Who can tell me the name of our country's last vice president? Dick Cheney? No, the last one. Bill Clinton! No, Clinton's vice president. He is here today to talk to you students about some very serious issues. Please welcome Al Gore. Who? Thank you, Mr. Mackey, students of South Park Elementary. I'm here to educate you about the single biggest threat to our planet. You see, there is something out there which threatens our very existence and may be the end to the human race as we know it. I'm talking, of course, about Man Bear Pig. Man Bear Pig? It is a creature which roams the Earth alone. It is half man half bear and half pig. Some people say that man bear pig isn't real. Well, I'm here to tell you now, man bear pig is very real and he most certainly exists. I'm serial. Man bear pig doesn't care who you are or what you've done. Man bear pig simply wants to get you. I'm super serial. But have no fear, because I am here to save you. And someday, when the world is rid of Man Bear Pig, everyone will say, thank you, Al Gore. You're super awesome. The end. Abs in a six-pack! A-B-S-N-A-6, the number, P-A-C-K dot com.